live on ACN Track. Welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Order Owls Go Greyhounds show. James Broadhurst in the studio and joining me is Leia Ernest and Callum Robson. How are we, guys? Extremely well. I'm great. Good, good, good to hear. Once again, we've had a big program of chasing. We've got uh, plenty more ahead of us this weekend. Leia, what are the highlights of Mandra and Cannington Friday, Saturday night? We do. So we've got the chase at Mandra over the 405, which is race six. And we've also got grade five series final at Cannington. But let's kick off with Mandra. Race six over the 405, as I mentioned, the chase final. And can I just say, how lucky has David Hovey been with the box draws last week, drawing box one and two in two heats and coming up again with the same draws, Sunset Kodiak and Steve Manelli drawn out of box one and two here again. WA's leading trainer, yeah, getting uh, you make your own luck, layer, but certainly, yeah, <laughs> box draws have failed him. It doesn't hurt. It certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, box one and two again this week. Uh, of course, had the two heat winners, those two dogs, out of the first two uh, two draws here. Sunset Kodiak, Steve Manelli, Steve Manelli, fastest qualifier, came back with a vengeance after a three month. Break from the track. Uh, really nice time, 22.65 over the 405-metre journey. Cal, from box two, is this dog the favourite here in what appears to be a pretty even uh, open race, I should say? No, Buster the Brute will be the clear favourite. Oh, shocker. Um, he'll be probably around the 220 mark. Uh, this isn't for a... F- now, for just, a f- just quickly, anyone who's never tuned into this show before, Cal has an emotional... And actual attachment to Bust the Brute, part of the ownership group there. So every show becomes the Bust the Brute show, and today is no exception. Never. Yeah, well, they have to rename this race the Bust the Brute race after <laughs> Friday. Um, in terms of the race quality for a 405 final, a lot of the good dogs actually missed out. Um, this is actually probably not as good as a free-for-all field on a Friday night in terms of the quality. Sunset Kodiak doesn't race in free-for-alls. Wasabi Bob doesn't race in free-for-alls. Clifton Fryer's first start in free-for-all was only two starts ago. Bundy Banner's not a free-for-all dog. Chevy's entry's not a free-for-all dog. And Turbo Fun's in and out of free-for-all. So in terms of a race, this is not the best uh, 405 race they've seen. Buster comes up with box four. He had it last week. Uh, he just came out of the boxes too well and went um, went left towards the fence. He'll be better this week. Um, he should be able to lead this race easy. There's a race with not a lot of speed. He's the quickest dog in the race. If he gets out in the lead, they won't see which way he goes. All right. You agree, Leia? Well, yeah, Buster, I have to say, Cal is a very, very good dog, so I understand why you take a lie to him, obviously, part ownership as well. But I, I'm i sort of leaning towards Wasabi Bob, Wasabi Bob a little bit. And pretty quick here, he jumped well in the heats last week from box eight, and he's probably a bit of got a danger with Steve Minnelli and a Buster either side of him, but has potential, and I don't think he necessarily depending on his draw, but he is drawn better here out of box three and he did well jumping wide last week. All right, spicy tip there from Lay looking for a bit of value there. Uh look I don't know. It's, I'm, yeah, I agree Buster is uh, a very good chance here. I like the run of Turbo Fun last week, although the race was run to suit. Um I think uh, once again this dog will better out in front not likely to get to, get to the lead from box seven. The way things opened up for him last week's probably not going to happen again. Um, Steve Manelli, I keep coming back to this dog. Yeah, don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's one that we've been waiting to break out. 
and possibly this is the time for Steve Manelli. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the run last week. He led from box one and went 22.65. I thought Steve Manelli would be going quicker than that. I don't think he can lead Sunset Kodiak out of the boxes, and there's a bit of speed to his outside. So I don't see where uh, Steve Manelli gets to. Obviously, he's going to be strong weight, but if a dog, um, a good dog got out in front and got running, Definitely hard to catch. All right, there we go. That is the chase final. What uh, is another race that we should be looking at and Mandra on Friday night there, Lane? We're taking a look at race nine, free to all over the 405. Smaller field of chases here. We've got Speed Force, Mauritian Sniper, Royce Minnelli, Torza, Mermaid Minnelli, and Werewolf Minnelli. I feel like pretty obvious chance with Mermaid Minnelli here, in my personal opinion. Yeah, is this Mermaid's race to lose here, Cal? Hasn't won. In her past four starts, that last win was against uh, Tommy Shelby in that WA Bread Championship. Got the vacant box on her inside here, but that's not really a factor for her because she is hard right out of the trap. So, don't know. Small field. Look, it, it looks set up for her, but uh, is there anything that can knock her off here? Yeah, she's probably not jumping as well as she has been recently either. So, um, But back to 405, she loves a 405 start. Small field suits. Uh, Werewolf shouldn't put any early pressure on Mermaid Minnelli. Um, in terms of another dog that can match, probably Royce Minnelli will be flying home at the end. And Mermaid is still gets a little tired over the 405. We've seen it in uh, races in the past, especially around that home bend she's not very fond of. So if Royce Minnelli is close and can lob second, I think can be a big danger late. What about your fave speed force from the pole there? <laughs> well, obviously I used to be quite on <laughs> leaning towards speed force in races, but... I just think kind of a bit of a slow beginner. I mean, drawn nicely here, of course, out of box one. I think more a place chance. And I just think Mermaid Minnelli, like you mentioned, vacant box, maybe not super helpful, but she is the quickest beginner by far. Her sectional times are very, very impressive. And I just think will lead. Also, Werewolf Minnelli, a bit more of a slower beginner on the outside, and especially with the outside draws there. So... I just think Mermaid Millie has a really, really good chance. All right, there's our thoughts for the free-to-all over the 405 race nine. Mandra, Friday night, we swing to headquarters, your favourite spot in the world there, Leia, <laughs> after attending there last Saturday. And what have we got? We've got this uh, Grade 5 Series 600-metre final here. We do. It is race four and a very, very good field engaged here. Van Buren, Shimera Minnelli, Shimera Minnelli, Javel Slick and Grace Ali, although Grace hasn't been chasing in the best of form. And we saw Van Buren jump really nicely last week to win and I'd say would perform pretty well out of the middle boxes here. Yeah, could perform. It's a very tricky race. I've got absolutely no idea who's going to win and what the odds are going to be like. I thought All Zipped Up was very, very good up, uh, debut over 600. Didn't lead and when So Tough was close, I thought um, So Tough would definitely win. But All Zipped Up showed a bit of fight. Uh, could come out a lot better from the boxes, and I don't actually mind the wide draw for box seven over the 600-metre start. Uh, it's a dog that can show a lot of early speed. If so, if all zipped up, got in the lead, I think, um, based on last week, should be able to run around the 34-8 range, and depending on the prices, that's the way I'd lead. Javille Sleek's the best dog in this race by quite a way, but just not a fan of the box one over the 600. Did want to use the track a lot last week as well, which is a bit of a concern from box one, but have been told he's a different dog from box one and can actually jump and stay relatively straight. But um, I would lean to all zipped up at this stage. Okay, well, we'll be catching up with trainer Sean Kavanagh uh, to discuss the, the chances of all zipped up here among, amongst of his other dogs. So interesting you say that because it was the slowest of the, the heat times there. Van Buren I thought was very impressive. A dog that we have... Uh, I guess, may, or maybe I have expected a bit more of, and uh, finally showed a bit of that last week, I thought. 
Yeah, it was very good last week, but in a final like this, there's more early speed and he's going to have to navigate more dogs and he can get a bit strung up at times, Van Buren. So I think this is a lot tougher this week, but definitely in with a winning chance. Yeah, Chimera Manelli overlooked here. You think yeah. it's one of his past two starts? Yeah, it's just not a dog I'm a big fan of. Um, I'm happy to take it on most weeks and obviously the last two weeks it's won, but um, overall time's not great for a dog that leads out over the 600. I don't think it generally gets to 600. I think... Uh, there's a couple of dogs, if they lob close in this field, should be able to get over the top of Jamira Manelli. All right. Okay. A couple of others there. Grace Ali, I think, very good chance for a placing. Always charges home late. The veteran had 90 starts now. Grace Ali, what a, what a wonderful warrior that's been. So tough is a dog I probably put in the in the same category as you put Jamira Manelli in uh, there, Cal. A little bit iffy as to which one's going to turn Yeah, up. it's well named. It's quite tough, tough to pick. It's <laughs> tough to get on board with. I totally agree. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a chance as well, but uh, it is a good race, and we're looking forward to that one, Cainton, on Saturday. What else uh, uh, takes your fancy there, Leia? Well, we've got race two, and, of course, we see fantastic Gigi drawn out of box one. Again, we will be chatting to Sean Kavanagh a little bit later, Ron. She returns after about nearly six months off. We see also Lajuri, Manelli, and Santa's Magic, and I think that, you know, Pretty, it's pretty tough with this. When I was having a look, I just I couldn't really pick it here. A yeah, tough race. Don't guess uh, involved in there from jumping from the lemon box five. Uh, yeah, Sean will Kevin. I'll be able to give us an insight into fantastic Gigi coming back. Lajuri Manelli, another one of these dogs, an interesting one. Got to the lead last start, uh, but conceded a little bit too easily for my liking. Uh, didn't uh, not good signs as far as I was concerned, but form. Prior to its last two starts, has been very good. Uh, so, you know, must be taken in consideration here from Box 2. Yeah, it's done that throughout its career, Lajuri Manelli. It's a very hard dog to um, do form on. Sometimes it runs and runs really well. It's gone 29.92 out in front, and then sometimes it just drops out. So um, I've got no idea what the dog's going to do on Saturday night. I think it's between Fantastic Gigi and Santa's Magic. Fantastic Gigi is the worry it's had six months off and uh, mm. there's always a reason for that and whether the dogs come back, um, we'll find that out hopefully in part two. I'd probably lean to Santa's Magic and think box three is perfect. Slow beginners in four, five, six, seven um, and eight is relatively slow as well. Santa's Magic does want to use a bit of the start, should be able to get that here and after the after first 10 metres just absolutely explodes, can go sub 550 early and definitely run quick time in front and it's absolutely flying at the moment. So that's the way I would lean. The next race we're looking at is race seven, grade five over the five twenty metre journey. We point this out not necessarily because we think it's going to be a good contest, but the one of the dogs going around here, Sunset Spitfire, looks to be a star in the making. Uh, jumps out of box six here, Sunset Spitfire, undefeated from his first six starts, has been clocking really nice times. Any chance of an upset here, guys? I, in my opinion, I don't think so. And as you mentioned, drawn out of box six, James has been drawn wide for all of his starts so far. So this box draw should shoot should should suit well for him. He's been jumping out of box six, seven, eight. So I think a very very good chance here. Yeah, should be winning this race. Has good muster. Quite like the wide box. Not a whole heap of speed. Where Black Spice has speed, but wants to use the track. So there's no worry there. The most surprising thing misses a quaddy leak. Mm. 
So it seems a strange race to put it as a quaddy league for me. It will be very, very short. Sunset Spitfire, very, be, yeah. very short. Dollar uh, ten, or possibly a dollar four, according to David Shaw. Uh, anyway, we, if you're not on board with this dog as of yet, get on board. Very exciting chaser. Of course, we'll be headed into the Young Stars heats, uh, which will be next week. The next race we look at, race nine, the Littermate Sunset Nuclear. A bit of an upset, I guess you could say, winning the Group 2 All-Star Sprint last week. In fact, we might go back and have a listen to that. Towards the back, Sunset Nuclear, the leader out by two. Mermaid Manelli is second. Up on the inside, next of all, was Hasty Guest and then followed in turn behind them, Rambo's Boy Starbook. Well back with Historic Time and Veyron Star, but off the back, Sunset Nuclear in full flight. Out by three lengths, Hasty Guest runs on, then followed by Mermaid Manelli. Sunset Nuclear getting tied, wins a length and a half. Hasty Guest, eight lengths away in third, Historic Time, then followed by Rambo's Boy Starbook. Well back in the field, Mermaid Manelli, Veyron Star and Thrift Manelli's made it safely into the pen. Oh, there we go. That was Sunset Nuclear. The time wasn't superb, but uh, the win is a win. They don't, as they say, the old racing cliche, they don't write the time on the check. Uh, and Sunset Nuclear taking a little bit of the limelight away from uh, the litter mate there, Sunset Spitfire. D- does the dog go on with it here in what is a small but uh, competitive field? I think so. I mean, we, we see very, very good chases here, of course. Fernando Star Hasty, yes, was my selection last week and came very close, um, but I think Sunset Nuclear drawn nicely out of box two. I thought Sunset Nuclear was very disappointing last start. I thought it got to lead fairly easy and didn't go break 30 seconds. So um, It is disappointing when you win a group two race, isn't it, Cal? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. That's why we rattle on about having dogs in front. So, um, But on the actual performance, I didn't think it was that good. I think Fernando Star can win this race. I think it can cross the one and the two. From there, it can go on with it. That 30 and uh, 14 run was actually really good. It didn't lead last week and had to do it the tough way. And that's what I want to see for a dog that did, uh, when it was versing Flake Manelli a couple of starts ago, did get caught. I'd like to see a dog come back and um, get past and run past another dogs. And that's what Fernando Starr did. I think it can lead this race. Uh, Thrift Manelli will come across. But Fernando Starr should be able to hold up. If it leads, I think it wins. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't mind it. Uh, it's a little bit hit and miss for me, though, Fernando Star, but potentially this race does suit. Hasty guess, we're completely ruling it out. I know it'll, it'll start back, but it will come home like a steam train. Yeah, tricky map. Probably maps last at the first corner. So we'll come on, but it's going to have to navigate another five dogs. All right, there we go. Sunset Nuclear, by the way, we mentioned we'll be joining uh, Sunset Spitfire and potentially some of the other Sunset dogs in the Young Stars heats, the Group 3 Young Stars, as of next week. I'm going to take a short break to get us there, Leo. You've got a message, though. We are taking a break on the other side, chatting to Sean Kavanagh beforehand. We have a message from our valuable sponsors. Auto Hours is family-owned and operated, and their number one priority is to get to know you and your car personally. Whether it be a logbook service, mechanical repairs, air conditioning or electrical, they can help. For your convenience, Auto Hours offers 24-hour servicing. They are located at 13 Seven Oak Street, Bentley. Head to their website, autohours.com.au. Check out their Facebook page or you can contact them on 6220-7508. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Well, good news, everyone. One of my favourite people in all of Greyhound Racing is joining us on the show right now. One of the real nice guys of the industry, Sean Kavanagh. How are you, Sean? I'm well, James. How are you? 
Good, good, good. <laughs> good to have you with us, mate. Uh, look, a big weekend coming up for you. You've got all zipped up in this uh, 600-metre Grade 5 Series final. Also fantastic. Gigi uh, returns to the track after a very long break. You must be looking forward to the weekend. Uh, yes, yeah. Brooks uh, won a fantastic Gigi. is something to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. We'll get to that dog in just a moment. But what about... Uh, all zipped up going around here in this middle distance race. A really nice heat win from the dog last week. Uh, what are we expecting in the final? Uh, a bit tougher from box seven. I mean, it's good quality field again, but um, last week he was able to punch up um, from a favourable draw, and this week from out wide might be a little bit more difficult. Um, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of early speed in the race, so hopefully he can... Uh, try and cross and sit somewhere near the lead because he won't be able to run any of those dogs down. was pretty good first. Well, you would have been uh, pleased with the dog first up over the distance last week. Uh, had shown uh, a lot over the 490 and a, and a little bit over the 520. Was there any surprise that uh, he did so well uh, first up over the 600? Um, I thought he would run 600. The key is to try and get him in front. Um, he's not really the same dog when he's behind the other runner. So um, when he got in front, I thought he'd keep going. But when they when so tough and um, oh, that dog of Jamie's, they're quite strong. They sat right behind him. I thought we were in a bit of trouble, but he just he just kept finding him. They didn't make much ground on him until about the last 20 metres. They started to take a bit of ground. But um, no, I was, I was very happy with the run for a first 600. Fantastic. Gigi comes back to the track after six months off. Uh, how's the dog been going? Um, she's been going okay. She did a stewards trial, a satisfactory trial um, on Monday there in 30 and 10, which is about um, what I expected. So that's about the ballpark range where she's been running. So um, I'm not sure how competitive it would be in that field, but um, I expected to probably run top three off the red. Improve, uh, and obviously improving all the time. What was the, the problem that kept her away for so long? Uh, she had a fall last start there, James, and she, she injured her shoulder. So um, I uh, spoke to a lot of vets and, and got a lot of advice from a lot of surgeons and stuff over this, and that, uh, their recommendation was just to give her a really long, lengthy spell. So that's what we did to, to make sure she recovered um, properly. And, she's yeah, she's come back. Um, to racing now, and, and, yeah, everything seems to be going well so far, Touchwood. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out a little bit more uh, on at Cangton on Saturday night, but you're expecting improvement uh, over the next few weeks? Um, hopefully, yeah. So she, she's probably... We've taken it really slow with her, so she's had plenty of work and plenty of trials, so she's quite fit. So I think what you saw Monday in that stewards trial, 30 and 10, is probably where she's going to be at um, unless she can find a little bit with fitness. That was her first 500, so maybe a little bit, but um, I can't see uh, her running the hands off the clock um, straight away anyway. Synopsis is another dog that's got a lot of ability in the kennel. We haven't seen him for a while. How's he going? Um, Synopsis is in Darwin, so he's um, he, he raised, he's had two starts up there now. So... Um, yeah, he's no longer with me. They only sent him up there to Darwin. Along with, uh, well, not not in Darwin, but uh, another handy dog of yours, Squillionaire, now racing over in New Zealand as well. Yeah, that's correct. So, um, Squillionaire 
uh, the finish on Lua was um, was key with him, and when COVID nineteen, we stopped the finish on Lua here, so we've decided to um, send him over to New Zealand for the short distance racing and the finish on Lua. Oh, a couple of handy dogs leaving the kennel. That's a shame, but one that that, that is also handy, but is still with you. We the people. Not currently racing at the moment, uh, but uh, is one you're looking to get back sooner rather than later? Uh, yeah, James, she shouldn't be too far off. She, um, she had a season, so we're just going to give her a bit of, bit of time off to um, get through that, and then we'll probably start trialling her up. And she, yeah, She's probably about a month away from racing again, but um, yeah, it was sort of a, a bit of a halt in the plans, but um, these things happen, so you just push forward and we'll bring her back shortly. And go with what you've got. Uh, the next generation coming through, Sean. Uh, you had a couple of dogs trialling uh, at Mandra over the 490 on Tuesday night, Submariner and Vitriol. Uh, how do you like the look of those two dogs? Uh, yeah, they both both look to be very handy. They're quite young, um, Submariners. Uh, they may not be uh, overly strong, but um, Submariner's got a lot of speed. I really like him. I think he might be a handy dog. And, and um, Vitriol, he's not far behind, but he just doesn't have that early pace um, like Submariner does, which sort of can set you up in races if you're, if you're out in front. sort of helps. But, um, no, they're both nice dogs, and I think they'll both definitely win races. Are they looking to make a debut next week? Um, I'll probably put them in a qualifying trial in the 500 or so next week. Um, and see how they go, and then we'll make a decision from there whether to um, tackle city city racing or stick to provincial with them. Yeah, okay. They're both uh, huge dogs, 35 kilos plus. Yeah, yep, yep. The blue dog's 37, and, and the, um, the fawn dog's 35 and a half, so they're both, yeah, big dogs. That'll uh, take the feed budget up, I'd imagine. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Sean, uh, obviously... Uh, you you still work uh, work full time and you're, you're managing um, the family life and dogs and, and everything as well. You only recently came back recently in the last twelve months or or so came back into the industry. How are you? How are you finding it uh, after being out for a period of time? Uh, yeah, it's good, James. I, I enjoy it. That's why we that's why we've come back to to training dogs again. It's um, something we like. We love working with the dogs and. Um, it's something we enjoy. So, um, yeah, my wife and I work as a team. I, when I'm at work, she helps do the dogs. And, and um, yeah, when I get home, I go racing. So it's long days, but um, it's something we enjoy. So that's why we're here doing it. Must be hard to manage ev- everything. Uh, in addition to, it looks like you're, you're expanding the kennel there. You, when you came in, you only had a, had a couple of dogs, but... Uh, Looks like there are plans to, to, to grow. You've got a couple of litters of pups coming through as well. Uh, yep, I've, we've got um, a litter of Casey and all Mandragorat pups. They're uh, 12 months now, so they wouldn't be far off breaking in. Um, and then we also have a litter of Fernando Bales, Paganonis. So, um, yeah, in the next 12 months, we'll be, we'll be quite busy. Be pretty hectic for you, running after kids and pups and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing those dogs that hit the track. We're looking forward to seeing uh, Submarin and Vitriol uh, uh, progressing ahead. 
But uh, before all that, all zipped up and fantastic Gigi on Saturday night. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for joining us and giving us your insight. All the best uh, with uh, your dogs going forward. Beautiful. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. There we go. Sean Kavanagh. I'm going to take a short break on the other side. We've got a few things to discuss here, not least of which Leia's big adventure at Cannington last week. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Well, with the weather getting better, we're seeing a lot more people getting out and about to the track. One of those was you, Leia Ernest. You were down at Cannington on a Saturday to see... The All-Stars Sprint Final Sunset Nuclear, obviously cleaning up there. Uh, and you got to see a little bit behind the scenes as well. What What is the big key takeaway you had from the evening there, Leigh? Oh, James, it's hard to pick. I mean, I know I said to you off-air that the chicken tenders were <laughs> superb, um, the chef special on track. So that was good. But, of course, you know, watching the All-Stars, especially with the warmer weather, as you've mentioned, it's so great to see more people making their way on track, which, of course, adds to the atmosphere. Everyone's cheering, and it's great, especially when there's a feature race on. And just getting to see everyone there, some of the trainers on track as well on a Saturday night, and just getting a little bit of behind-the-scenes action, of course. I sometimes get to watch up in the commentary box, and I was very curious to know how greyhounds got transported. Of course, we see horses in the trailers, but I have never seen greyhounds be transported, so the lovely Joe Daly actually took me around and showed me a little bit about that, so it was really, really good. All right, station sponsor Joe Daly uh, taking you under his wing, and also a meeting as well with one of your favourite trainers. Well, I I wouldn't say meeting. <laughs> <laughs> She's very excited about this. She's very... <laughs> gesturing to me off air, uh, gesturing to me. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, we might move on from that. Yeah, uh, big hello to Paul Stewart out there. That's right. <laughs> Fangirling uh, Leia Ernest here after meeting who's very excited that he saw her and said hello and... Uh, yeah, when she came through the doors, I couldn't believe that was the first thing she said. That wasn't <laughs> okay, even that this hello. is being blown out of proportion massively. I just said I'd met a few trainers on Saturday, and Paul was one of them. Right. Let's not make it the big deal. All right, so Sunset <laughs> Nuclear won the All-Stars Sprint. This is from an up-and-coming litter trained by David Hobby. We Now, remember, Cal, a few months back, we had a look at the Mermaid Manelli litter and how all of those dogs had been winning races. Uh, I think at the time they'd won about 50 or 60 odd. Uh, we're going to compare some of these litters that David Hobby has uh, has produced over the past uh, couple of years and obviously there's more to come. But the success rate that he has had has been absolutely phenomenal, hasn't it? The, the Mermaid Manelli of which there's Nine, I should have counted that off here, so we had preparation there. Nine dogs out of that litter. They've all won races. In total, uh, they've won 97 races for nearly $500,000 in stakes money. That's Fernando Bale, Shahana, Manelli. Uh, we compare that to some of the other ones here. The Flake Manelli uh, litter, which is Fernando Bale, Dinah, Sandy. Uh, 86 races they've won. And then the Sunset Spitfire, Sunset Nuclear litter, 33 races already, and these are young dogs coming through. 
He's a breeding phenomenal phenomenon. Uh, how is he getting this success? Oh, I think it's just a lot of time and finding the right. Uh, obviously, Fernando Bale was both um, involved with Mermaid Manelli and Flakes Litter, but I think finding the right uh, dog to partner the uh, female dog. I think that's the part. A lot of people tell me that it's quite hard and it's quite a process. Um, I've got no idea about it, but the most impressive thing about the Mermaid Manelli Litter is that. Um, the least, uh, worst dog strikes at 20% win rate, and also that dog has 14,000 uh, prize money. Now, to have that as your bottom dog in the litter of nine is quite phenomenal, and obviously Mermaid Minnelli hits it at uh, 145,000, but the strike rate of the total litter is 31.2%, which is amazing, and obviously Flake Minnelli's litter is probably a little bit hit and miss, but uh, there's some very good dogs in that litter, and obviously we've got this new Sunset Spitfire litter coming through, um, a lot of the dogs have won, and a lot of dogs are uh, showing really good ability. Obviously, Sunset Nucleus just won a Group Two. Uh, Sunset Spitfire has been touted as the next best thing. Uh, could this litter could be even better? And Cal, as you said, twenty percent strike rate for Central Manelli, which is still really good with fourteen thousand in price money. We take a look at the Sunset Litter and Sunset Spitfire. Of course, as we mentioned, undefeated, one hundred percent strike rate. And with six starts, six wins, $18,000 there. So very impressive there, there as well. What do we think, guys? I mean, as good as the the Flake and Mermaid letters have been, is this the, the, the Sunset crop? Are they going to be better? Potentially. Um, a lot of the dogs get over the 500 in the Sunset Spitfire litter, which will be beneficial in terms of prize money. Um, there are quite a few that are on holidays as well, though, so that's got to be taken into consideration. But Sunset Spitfire could be anything could earn a lot of money. Sunset Nuclear's already won 60000 so uh, there's money to be made there. And even Sunset Toxic, when they first trialled, actually thought Sunset Toxic was the better dog. So right. um, whether that comes to fruition and Sunset Toxic learns about it, it's still got a very gangly action. So I think it can definitely improve off that um, once it grows. You've got to remember, Sunset Spitfire's not even two yet. Uh, I think they're right. two in December. So... They still got a lot of racing, and it'll be exciting to see where they go. Oh, there you go, thirty-three wins between them already, uh, and plenty more ahead. Of course, by the way, don't think that David uh, hasn't got any more uh, crops of uh, young good dogs coming through. He's got uh, he's got plenty coming through that we haven't even seen yet. So. Uh Plenty more in store for David Hobby, our leading trainer. Speaking of David Hobby, Zach Manelli. Uh, and a kind of high-profile greyhound from his kennel. Haven't seen the dog for some time, but Cal, you've got some uh, some knowledge about this dog. No, so Zach Manelli um, broke his hock, so there was a uh, it was unknown whether he'd make a return or not, because obviously hocks are very serious. But I can uh, confirm that he is back, and he trialled over four oh five and went twenty two seventeen. Now the track record is twenty two twenty two, so he's broken the track record and he went six fifty seven early, which is flying obviously it's a solo trial so he'll be suited in that uh in that sense but it's good to see zach back and good to see him showing that early speed early on in his career he did have that early speed where he was going 550s at cannington early sort of tape it off and that perth cut run was absolutely massive he should have beaten simon told helen he got checked numerous times in that um home straight and still nearly got simon told helen on the line so it's a dog with a lot of ability we saw him over the 600 last start before uh he's yeah his last start and he was very good there too Track record holder over the 490 at Mandarin. Exactly, yeah. I think that was in a um, in a derby heat, so um, got a lot of ability, and it's good to see him back. Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully we'll see him in the next week or two. 
Uh, speaking of a dog that's uh, gone very well, Tommy Shelby has made the field for the Top Gun over there in Melbourne. Really top-class lineup of greyhounds here. Do we do we like this field, guys? Well, I mean, I already know that Cal has his reservations about it. I'm very happy, of course, to see WA Chaser Tommy Shelby in, as we mentioned on a Monday on Greyhound Gossip, that Flake Minnelli did decline the invitation. Well, you know, Flake didn't, but David Hobby did. Mm-hmm. And so won't be seeing her chasing, but really exciting to see Tommy Shelby there. Yeah, it comes up against Catch the Thief, Christo Bale, Golden Knight, uh, Oh Mikey, Summer Shine, Simon Told Heaven, Tingalong, Tonk, and of course Tommy Shelby, the eighth dog in that field box draw to be held later on. We've got the best eight in the country, Cal? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, dogs that have missed out. I think the first reserve, if I owned Heartstar Rico, I'd be very unhappy. Uh, the dog's performed. He's been in four group ones. They set out a criteria they consider when they're assessing the situation, and Heartstyle Rico beats Shimmer Shine in all four of those categories. So how Shimmer Shine's in the race and Heartstyle Rico isn't, um, I'm not sure about. But in terms of um, a race that will promote the sport and get a lot of eyes on the on this Top Gun, I think it's a perfect field. Obviously, Tommy Shelby from WA. Um, they've got Omiki from Queensland, so you draw those in. You've also got Golden Knight, who's been situated in South Australia. I think they should probably look at getting the South Australian Cup winner. Um, doesn't have an automatic entry. I think that's probably not the way the race should be going. But um, in terms of a field of eight where you're going to draw the most eyes, it's a great field. All right. Obviously, we don't have the box draw yet, but uh, Tommy's chances in there. It's come up uh, equal favourite. Is that right? In yeah. In some markets? I don't think he'll be winning this race. Okay. All right. I think he'll just be box dependent or not at all. No, I don't think he'll be winning at all. Okay. No confidence we, for Tommy. Catch no the, love for Tommy. We had Catch the Thief come over in the derby for over here, and Tommy Shelby couldn't get anywhere near Catch the Thief. Yeah, I think that the fortunes of the two dogs have maybe reversed a touch since that time, though. Well, Catch the Thief nearly won the Speed Star, so I'm not sure that's necessarily the case, and that was at the Meadows. So, right. um, okay. Catch the Thief has form at the Meadows, and Simon told Helen nearly broke his track record in a post-to-post yesterday, so he's flying and Shimmer Shine's a very good dog. I think this might be a step too tough, but you've got to be in it to win it. Got to be in it to win it, and he's certainly in it. We'll be cheering on very hard for Tommy Shelby in the top gun. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break. On the other side, we'll be catching up with David Short from Tab Touch. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back and joining us is David Short from Tab Touch. Shorty, how are you? Really well, thanks, JB. Leo, Cal, great to be with you guys. Yeah, good to have you on. What about Wednesday night, last night at Cannington? Of course, that man Enzo Credelli bobbing up. Just another three winners on a Wednesday night. Why not? He's been doing it uh, the past few weeks. Couldn't believe the price, though, Shorty, on Wicked Rhythms. Over $6 in a six-dog field. Yeah, and uh, went slick time too, 29.86 there last night. Just wins boss, had every chance to run it out. Sitting on the back, but Wicked Rhythm pulled out plenty. Uh, really nice win there. Uh, deeper into the program, um, once again, it's, it's nice to have winners, but when they're going time, you know they've got wins left up their sleeve. Uh, Laptop Genius went sub-22 seconds there for Enzo, deeper into the program over the 380 metres as well. So uh, he certainly would be looking out of that meeting last night, delighted with those efforts, and also sub-30 for Speed Banner, who went 29.97. So uh, the good times look set to continue on for the Cradella camp 
over the next few weeks in these sorts of grades of races. Um, another couple of really strong performances last night um, that, uh, of greyhounds that we can follow heading forward. Marlou missed 2168 over the 380 metres is one of the slicker times uh, of the year. So uh, Marlou missed outstanding in taking out that mixed grade four and five. Really impressive win. And Michael Hines having a really good mm. run with his team of late. Great to see him have success again there last night with Ripping Crow and earlier in the program, but not quite Goldie as well. So a uh, good Wednesday night card and a few winners to come out of the meeting as well, I'd suggest. Yeah, Michael Hines certainly becoming a, a, a midweek uh, sensation as well. Yeah, travel to him. What about tonight at Mandra Shorty, a card you like the look of? I do, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a few that we can follow um, that'll be in the market. And then there's a couple of longer odds. Uh, Max Flash looks perfectly drawn race five, number one. Uh, Graham that's been running some slick times, well drawn race five, number one. Race six, number four, Jets Cracker comes up against the moderate lineup here. And Jets Cracker is best, a really strong dog. If you can just find a spot in the early stages of this race, uh, you know it'll be really hitting the line strong late. Race six, number four, Jets Cracker. And deeper into the card, race 12, number one, Westdale Misty. Um, drops to country grade five, six uh, race, and uh, out of these boxes should be able to hit the ground running and take some running down. Did win from box number one at its most recent victory uh, that time, 22.75 over the 4.05. Uh, that would equate to a pretty slick run here over the shorter trip. So hopefully they're the three that I'm teaming up with hard. A couple of odds, race eight, number seven, double base, goes around in a what is only a moderate lineup, handles a wide draw, no problem at all. I thought uh, double base at a reasonable price could uh, run a nice race, and it, what a bit of a mad in race 11, number six, Ed the Expert. Um, this greyhound finally gets to a point where it's starting to drop down the grades to country grade four and five level. Um, was going around against some of our top liners in free-for-alls and uh, wouldn't be at all surprised to see this dog bob up in the next little patch at a really nice price. So uh, it might be one for us to watch out for. Hopefully tonight, tonight, race 11, number six, Ed the Expert, something small each way at odds. All right, we stick with Mandra for the Friday night program, of course, highlighted by the chase final over the 405-metre journey. What else do you like uh, on the car down there? I think that uh, race five, number one, Zipping Fergus, looks to be a super chance off the inside draw for James Jeffries. Yeah, give, now, give, us, give us the accent. Come on. I know you love it. The uh, Zipping, Zipping Fergus. Fergus, Zipping Fergus, he's the one. We love our Scottish dogs, West on Fergus, Zipping Fergus. There's lots of Ferguses around at the moment. Hopefully I can continue to uh, fill the pockets of punters uh, Friday night there at Mandra. And the last three races, uh, look, they're, they're no flash odds, but they all just look to be um, grades above their opposition. Race 9, number 7, Mermaid, Manelli. Race 10, number 6, Quartararo. Race 11, number 1, Minis. Manelli was really good last week. Uh, as I said, uh, they won't be flash prices, but I'd be staggered if those three didn't all win the last three races on the program there on Friday night at Mandra. A uh, quick one for the chase. I've gone uh, with uh, Cal's dog, Buster the Brute. Um, box number four is you potentially... You just see the look. look on his face right now. It's intolerable. I hope, well, well, hopefully it's uh, like the cat that got the cream. And let's hope I've got a similar face after this race on Friday night. Um, Buster, look, he, he, I thought was still a very good run last week. The key here is that Maps messy. Um, boxes five, six, seven and eight are all out in, out in. And they might clip each other. That gives Buster a bit of room. Uh, and then it's just a matter of whether or not Buster can clear Sunset Kodiak, Steve Manelli and Wasabi Bob. And I think he might be able to from box number four. Is that your read on the race, Cal? Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was a pretty... A pretty easy race for him. There's not a lot of early speed. And in terms of the overall ability of the dogs, I thought it's probably one of the easiest races he's come up against. Um, so I thought he could cross the inside division. He'll come out straighter this week. And um, I think that was a big thing. He nailed Torza at the start last week. He's had box one the previous two starts, and he jumped really well. So I think he got ahead of himself in that sense. And 
I think he'll learn from that and stay straight this week and be too good, run to the front, and they won't catch him. Like the Shorty. I like the sound of it. Shorty, we are heading over to headquarters. This Saturday is actually Halloween. And before we get your selections, we've got Al Spooky drawn out of box one here in race one. And I was chatting to Peter Howell this morning. Could be a little bit of an omen with that name being Halloween night at Cannington. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, if you're into your omens, that doesn't appear to be many better named dogs to be having a bet on Halloween than Al Spooky. So uh, for the trick or treaters, that might be the way to get their treat out of Saturday night, uh, backing the Red Runner in race number one. I found it a pretty tough card to, to dissect, to be honest. Uh, looking for bets that I'll be having race three. Obviously, number seven, Starbucks, the class runner and likes a wide draw. Um, however, that starting point if you don't nail it you can get caught left out there in the bleachers and I love the way Jackson County's been running of late I think it's just absolutely got the four on the till to win again so hopefully this Saturday night's the night but a nice Cornella but I'll lean towards the value with Jackson County race three number two um, I like the 600 metre race Javel Slick wanted to use plenty of the track last week moves the box one where the dog's got a good record uh, if we can see what we saw from Javel Slick going back two and three runs ago the dog would be hard to beat but respecting Van Buren who defeated Javel Slick last time out and uh, later into the card, uh, Hairpin Trigger steps up to the 7.15. The way this dog's been finishing off over the 600, you'd think 715 metres is going to be the pet distance long-term. Inversion in box two, who was a good winner over the 490 uh, last time out, looms as the only threat in the race. So uh, they're the three races that I've tuned into for Saturday night. But it looks a fairly tough card for Halloween night. Certainly does. There might be some horrors for some punters out there, but let's hope not. Let's hope you can find a winner there. 12 races, so there will be 12 winners. So, uh, yeah. They're out there. It's whether we can find them or not. Shorty, all the best uh, for you over the weekend. Thank you so much, JB, Leah, Cal. All the very best, guys. Let's hope there's plenty of winners for yourselves and the listeners over the next few nights. All right, David Short from Tab Touch there. Callum, uh, what are you like over the next couple of evenings? Uh, tonight I've got race one at number four, Gina Louise. Uh, we'll get in early. This will be short, but we'll be winning. Race four, number eight, Dandelup Magic. Uh, suited out box eight. Hasn't had box eight for a while. This dog loves box eight. Uh, race one, number one on Friday night, wing. Uh, box one's perfect. Has been racing really well, just not been coming up with the inside boxes. And race 10, number six, Quartararo, should just be too good. All right, there we go. Callum, thank you for your contribution. Leia, also to you. Wonderful to be on the show with you guys. Hope you've enjoyed it. That's all we've got for this week. Fortunately, we'll be back next week on the Auto Owls Go Greyhounds show. Until then, good punting.